What up, Mahan Yucks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. If I sound a little groggy, it's because I am. Um, yeah, new job. Working these, uh, today was uh, working the 5 and 6 a.m. classes, so I had to be there at 4 a.m., so you do the math, yeah, 3.15. And I'm not great at going to bed early, so like 8, you know, is when you technically need to go to bed for that to get close to your eight hours and of course at 8 p.m i'm nowhere near being able to fall asleep i could i could do like a 9 9 30 even then it needs to be the kind of the right day but yeah it was brutal but not it was it wasn't that bad in the moment but then like 1 p.m rolls around and you're like what is today <laughs> oh it's definitely it's definitely a bit of a shift in your day, but I'll be all right. I'll live. So I'm uh, going to keep it short and sweet. Nope. Not going to say that. Going to keep it. I don't know what, what I'm going to keep it. We're going to keep it. It's not going to be super long today. That's what I can tell you. Cause I'm maybe a little bit constrained for time. So that's what we're going to do. All right. We're just going to jump into this. Golden corral delivery. That's weird. If you haven't heard of this, uh, I mean, as many restaurants did, they really got in the delivery game thanks to COVID, but there's definitely certain restaurants where it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and I have more questions than answers. Obviously, these are rudimentary, so don't think about them too hard, because you'll think I'm an idiot for it, but driving by, you know, my local Golden Corral cesspool of germs, sneezes, and old farts, but, and I saw, like, delivery whatever some on their sign and i was just like aren't my first thought was isn't that a buffet though like you go to golden corral pay whatever i guess you can order parts of a meal but i thought it was like a little buffet style like you go hit the buffet you pay whatever and you go hit the buffet and get what you want and so i'm like how does that work with delivery do you just does someone just run through the buffet do you deliver me a mini buffet because that's why it's part of the reason why you go to Golden Corral. I'm not just ordering one thing from Golden Corral because it's definitely not worth your money. Because you know it's not it's not as cheap as it should be. So yeah, I just I thought also it's Golden Corral who's like, I'm not willing to go to Golden Corral, but I'm willing to pay to have Golden Corral brought to me. Yeah, that one, square that circle for me, because I, I can't, eat, like, I get it. You're like, Golden Corral's not worth it to go to. But I feel like if you're already saying that, it's not, Golden Corral is not worth it, period. You've moved on, right? Because if you want Golden Corral, just go get you some Golden Corral. It's, it's clear where, where your standards are at that point in time. It's just, I mean, I'd put it up there like Waffle House, right? And I'm someone who... We'll go to Waffle House. I like Waffle House, but I'm not gonna have Waffle House delivered. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep my shame public and just or the lack thereof and be like, we're this is Waffle House Day. All right? This is Waffle House moment. We we know what we're doing. And if if whether you're doing it out of public avoiding a public embarrassment of you're eating Golden Corral or you weirdly have one thing on the menu and it's totally worth 
paying the money to have them delivered to you and it's not a full mini buffet or just regular buffet. Yeah, I I have no I have no words for you. Um other than that, we probably aren't friends or we shouldn't be. Or if we are, we got to have an intervention, okay? Shane, is this one of you? Because I know Golden Corral, it's mainly an old person thing now because it's a relic from the past. So, Shane, I figured you'd have good feedback on this as our resident geezer. What's going on with this? Golden Corral delivery, is that like revolutionary for you? Are you like, oh my gosh, they deliver? I'm going to be eating Golden Corral three times a week. I want to know when. And then just a question for everybody. When was the last time you had Golden Corral? I remember the last time I had Golden Corral. Awkwardly, not awkwardly, but funny enough, it was with, you guessed it, a bunch of old people. <laughs> and I was like, Golden Corral? Oh, because someone, there had been, it was, uh, yeah, it was a motorcycle trip. It was last summer in Springfield, the place where I also got slow chased by a, a rampaging homeless man. If you remember that story. Yeah, that same trip. So lots of weird things happened that trip. Plenty of fun things happened. And then, yeah, it was like Golden Corral, okay? Um, we had a very confusing person for a, um, I guess you can call him a waiter, food delivery person um, at McAllister's, i.e. They, were, they, were, they, were, they had one foot in each camp of a man and woman, and nobody knew what was going on. All I know is it's hilarious when, you, when, when those people come into come into your life and you got some you got some old school old people around they're gonna make some comments be like you know, dressing up like women over here. so you know something like that and it's just great but yeah the last time and hopefully the last time for a while that i was at golden corral was i remember you know we we're trying always figuring out when you have a group and especially on a weekend like that a busy weekend we were all kind of worn out it's like where do we want to eat and someone was like, they want, so-and-so wants Golden Corral. Now, my wife and I were like, we do not want Golden Corral. We'll figure something else out. <laughs> and so we just went and sat and drank water because I was like, I'm not, it's not even worth my money. Um, also, I think, I think we may be eaten before or something like that. But yeah, and, and I was just like, I have, I remember as a kid going, Golden Corral was fun. I think it was cheap too from my parents' perspective. And that was kind of probably, it was probably on the back end of the golden age, right? Like the 32 to 34 years of the career. If we're talking, you're going to use a sports analogy. Don't worry, Shane. Just ignore it and keep rolling, okay? I know you don't get it. And, and, and it was fun. But it's one of those that, like, it's just kind of fallen by the wayside. And now it's nothing but... Um, Hood rats getting into fights and, and, and geezers with no palate just eating that food that they serve. So, last time you went to Golden Corral, um, if you, and <laughs> the next time you're anticipating you'll go to Golden Corral. For me, uh, next time that I feel like I'll be at Golden Corral is uh, never, or if someone preserves my dead corpse weekend at Bernie style and takes me there because I have zero plans to go there. And if you're, and, and I know some of you listening now, we're going to be trying to figure out a place to eat. And you're going to be like, I'm like where should we eat? And you're like, Golden Corral. Ha, ha, ha. Be careful what you wish for. I might just, t- I, might, I might be feeling, I might be like, okay, you're going to take a jab at me? Fine. My answer is yes. And we're going there right now. 
and you, you, you get to eat it as well. You, you didn't just ruin my dinner. You ruined your dinner and anyone else in this group's dinner. Hope you're proud of yourself. So just be careful what you wish for there, all right? But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't plan on going there, hopefully, anytime. Just, just anytime, not anytime soon, anytime later, anytime in that medium future, anytime. Nope, don't even know how most of them are still surviving. I assume what's left is probably like, uh, apparently there's a mattress firm conspiracy that's all about that there's stores everywhere, particularly in places like Arizona. But they're always empty, and they're and they're like as prevalent as Starbucks, but they don't do any business, and they're like it's money laundering has to be. That's what I would assume about the remaining Golden Corrals, especially them being buffet style. So they have to cook a whole bunch of food every day. It's not made to order, and none of it gets eaten. So they just throw it out. But it's not like it was good anyways. Uh, like my dogs probably wouldn't eat it. So yeah, there you have it. But delivery of Golden Corral. Very weird. Next on the list. We now have as many instances or caches, caches, whatever you want to say. Uh, we have as many findings of classified documents uh, from Biden as we do boosters of our favorite jab. Coincidence? I think not. Oh, and if you're counting, I believe we're up to five. And you want to know what I heard the other day? I heard, prepare. It is now going to be seasonal, like the flu. And they're going to try and adjust it to the most prevalent strain. It's going to happen every fall and probably every spring, just like your flu shot. And I went, huh, where did I feel like this was brought up again? And people people got called crazy or conspiracy theorists. That like, no, they're just going to eventually make it a yearly thing. And, oh, no, you just need a few of them, and then you're good. Oh, that's right. All of us crazy conspiracy, th- conspiracy theorists, uh, like from a year and a half ago or more. Like, come on. But yeah, f- five, five boosts. That's wild at this point. But <laughs> not too much to think about here, but they just keep finding classified docs. And the best part is a lot of these are from like eight years ago, which means they got mishandled when he was a senator. So, no, somewhere as far back as when he was a senator, and then some from vice president. So you're talking over a decade. They've just been chilling, and one, especially the ones at the Penn Biden Center, they, weren't, they were old enough, recent ones have been found are old enough, that they were moved there because they predated the Penn Biden Center and that office there. So that means. They were, they were, well, they could have been in secure hands and they got moved, except they were dated. So they've been hanging out somewhere else. Um, yeah, so that's fun. And yet it's, it's okay because it's all by accident and it's not on porpoise. So it's totally okay. Right. It's no, 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 no. And, and you're totally cooperative about your complete negligence and mishandling and, at, at what point do we say, all right, you can't, you can't have been, look, you're, you're cognitively, you're at that point where I could believe you could do that today. And if like five years down the road, we found out, oh yeah, he just had stuff everywhere. Um, and he was using them as coloring books and doodling. And, but 
you know, or in the middle of his coloring books, you find all these um, super top secret things. But to be like decade, and, and look, and I'm not going to sit here and, and be like, it's only him or ever. I'm sure this happens all the time. And there are nefarious reasons why it happens, but um, made to look ignorant. However, there still should be huge punishments. It's like, you can't be neglect. There's a reason it's freaking classified. It means it has to be handled very precisely, very carefully. But that's a swamp for you. I won't linger there too long. Just thought that was a little funny. Funny little note that I realized. Um, okay, so observation here. Ted Gummon, I said, um, and okay. I just went in reverse. Throwing knives seem costly or and almost ineffective for characters in movies and shows because you're either always having to go and dig them out of someone and you're who a lot of times you might be killing at a distance and they're on a ledge and they fall over it and or you're having to go and like source them meaning you have to have like a throwing knife guy that's just constantly sending you it's like it's like one of those subscription services like you know uh harry's razor or dollar shave club or uh freaking what's the toothbrush one quip or Butcher Box, Good Ranchers, you know, all the popular subscriptions. And it just sends you knives every, every week or a couple weeks because he knows you've, you've thrown them. Through. I guess the, truth, the same thing is true with arrows. I feel like they're a little bit, like, they're usually longer, a little bit easier to track down. And I also feel like arrows is you, you can make those, but little throwing knives. I don't know, I was just watching a show, and he was like, oh, he's got throwing knives. And I was like, okay, now he has to go and track all those down. Or... He just like knows a guy and has to go and buy and, and constantly, especially if you're in a show or movie where you're constantly in battle. And then, and here's the other thing, and you have six knives or seven knives, you throw them all real quick and you got another, you know, 15 minutes of fight scene. I guess you just figure it out. But I, I, it just hit me and dawned on me that I was like, this, this seems inefficient. I mean, it, it is one of the coolest things to do. Oh, like he does throwing knives. Wah, wah, wah. But it's like, dude, you got to either, you got to be rolling around 20, 25 of those. And you could probably carry those on your person pretty easy. Because it's just source all those. And then I would just assume you try and be really diligent about, about keeping track of them. And it's like, all right, killed that guy. Gotta go. And it's like, do I go grab him now? Do I grab him after the battle? Because like, we're in the middle of a battle. What's going on here? I feel like it would be a fun secondary item. It's like, all right, I have a sword, I have a shield, or just a sword, or I have an axe. And then on the side, I do throwing knives, right? I got a side of throwing knives. I can do some wild stuff every now and again. And I don't have a ton of them, and I don't use them very often. So it's more of a surprise, and it's real cool. But I was just like, this seems... And this is, you know, this is a classic, like... Gosh, shut up. It's a movie and TV show. Just enjoy it. And I did after that. I had that thought and I was like, ah, it's whatever. It's a TV show. But it's one of those stupid, realistic thoughts, overly practical thoughts that you have about it. And you're like, yep, nope. <laughs> that don't make much sense. Just like two in places they do. Or it's like when they have a pistol that clearly can't hold more than 12 to 15 rounds. And they shoot it 40 times without reloading. And there's no recoil. There's single hand and precision. And you're like, that's not real. Especially, oh, that's supposed to be like a Glock 40. Nope. Nope. All right. Closing thought here. This one, this one, this one dips into more serious a little bit, but something that's unsettling, and it that happens to me more and more as I get older, is as I am in scripture and things, and particularly reading about, you know, where the how the religious leaders of Jesus' day and even um a lot of people 
throughout the Bible and, and Christianity, and this is apparent, but you know, specifically those relig- religious leaders, how much they just got blatantly wrong and, and, and how in the wrong they were about a lot of things and just misunderstanding and misinterpreting uh, scripture and then misapplying it and skewing, you know, as the leaders, they kind of skewed everyone. And I see more and more parallels to them with, you know, kind of the cultural Christianity. It's at least still, even if though it's waning, it's still very prevalent. It's particularly here in the States. And, you know, you see the prosperity gospels and all those things. And those ones are obvious, but I'm talking about like within, within what I would call like the true good parts of the church even. And it just, it's a little unsettling to be like, oh crap. I'm probably closer to the Pharisee than I am one of the 12 disciples, and, you know, when you're reading whatever story or his situation. And because we always, growing up especially, always looked at the Pharisees, oh, they're so dumb, they're so stupid, they couldn't see that Jesus was king. And it's like, well, it's easy when I'm reading hindsight back here, and I have the whole story right in front of me, but try and put it in perspective and be like, oh, crap. We would be slash are sometimes doing a lot of the same bad things that they are. And it's a little, and basically my thought is, okay, sometimes it's easy to like one-to-one comparisons. Like they were doing, they were being overly legalistic. Here's where we're overly legalistic. But other times it's like, all right, they misunderstood it in this way. What things are we, or thing, are we misunderstanding in a very similar or the same way? Uh, Cause I don't like it. You know, it makes me, <laughs> uh, you know, it just makes you tighten up a little bit. I'm just like, mm, uh, dang. and. It's not to say that we can't source it and it's not good and it and that like it is a good thing that we to have that sort of self awareness, but at the same time, it's just like, ooh, it hits you hard and you're like, Dad gummit. Yep. Yep. I'm probably closer to a Pharisee than a disciple a lot of times. But it's good because it's humbling, because it's like, all right. It it keeps you in check as far as you don't think, oh, look at me, I'm one of the elect elite and look down on all these thinners. Uh Shout out to those classic Jesus videos they dubbed over, and it's like, look at all these sinners. Oh, so funny. But yeah, just a kind of random thought related to uh, faith there, where it's like, ooh. So I'd like to know if you've had any moments where you're like reading a story, a parable, something in the Bible, and you're like, oh, crap, am I doing that? And I know there's plenty of them, because we're always, you know, we're fallen people, and so we're not going to perfectly apply or understand or um what we what we see in scripture and it's just a matter of always understanding that and always working back towards to fix all of our shortcomings and acknowledging our shortcomings and being transparent and just saying like look we're not going to present this perfectly um you know that's up that's up to god to guide and direct us and to guide and direct you we're called to give the message but just one of those things that it really hit me the other day and i don't remember from what but i wrote it i it hit me hard enough that i wrote it down in my notes and i was like man I just think, you know, because they, they, there was plenty of things they didn't even realize, and, and they almost even thought they were right about, and they were, they'd kind of, they were skewed enough, they were almost dead wrong. I'm just like, what is that for us? And I think there's a number of things you can kind of speculate about, but by and large, I'm like, well, shoot, I'm, I'm no expert here, but I know there's something, but I don't know exactly what. And exactly how to how to approach it. So we'll just uh, stay in the word, keep praying, and keep learning, trying to be better every single day. And that's what you should do too. So if uh, yeah, and I believe in you, but 
That'll do it for this episode. Let me know about your Golden Corral. If you have a good Golden Corral story, the last time you went, the next time you think you go, and you don't don't answer all these, but just pick, take your pick. Um, or what you think about the Golden Corral delivery, throwing knives in movies and TV shows. Uh, really cool to to see in action, but I feel like in reality they're pretty impractical. Let me know what you think about that. And then lastly, our nice little Pharisaical comment. All of us Pharisees chilling together. Let me know, let me know, let me know. I want to hear your feedback. And yeah, that'll do it for today. But should be back here on Friday. Maybe we'll have a guest. We'll see. I, I almost had a guest today and it didn't quite time out right. But we might have. Um, I, I think it'd be fun to do more. Even if it's not like coming down and I'm interviewing you about something, but I'll just come down and do my normal thing and have someone sit down and basically just be like my second chair for that episode and who can, who can kind of chime in and bounce ideas off real live in time, uh, live in real time. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to do that, please hit me up. Let me know. Cause I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, all right, that will do it for me and this episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanya Accord. Be sure to share this around. Let your thoughts know. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and share uh, those posts there. Check out my story on Instagram. Trying to be more active and posting stuff there as well as my personal. Let me know if you want to come on. Be on the show. If you want to be on Blessings from Tragedy, you got a story to tell. Please, please let me know. I would love. I'm looking for more stories, more powerful stories to help remind us that everyone does go through tragedy. And it's going to be all right. A lot of times, there's a lot of good that comes out of it. So um, just thank you again for listening for being a part of the Hanya Accord. I'm excited for the things to come this year. Hopefully we can really, really grow the show and build something out and maybe grow some offshoot shows, part of the Rambling Viking Podcast Network. How crazy would that be, right? So, all right. And pretty soon I should have some affiliate marketing links where it's like you just go buy anything on Amazon and I'll catch a little uh, kickback for it and you can help me. That's a way you can help support the show without actually having to give me any of any of your money, but you just live your life like normal. I don't know how it all works yet. I got a friend who does and he's helped me figure it out. So thanks. Cool. Thanks for listening. Go have a great rest of your week. If it's been a crappy week, uh, feel free to turn it around. <laughs> feel free to turn around. You can turn it around today. And hopefully this helped uh, lighten things up for you a little bit. We'll see you right back here on Friday on the Rambling Viking podcast. This is your head Hanyak signing off.